0: good morning everybody and welcome to the highlight of civilization it's called coffee with scott adams there's never been a finer experience in your entire life and if you'd like to experience this at the peak possible pinnacle I just ran out of things to say at the end of the sentence. Well, all you need is a cupper mugger, a a glass of tanker, a chalice stein, a canteen jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure, the dopamine hit of the day, the thing that makes everything better, and because of my shirt, it's the Zelensky sip. Go. Matt Matt just made it, everybody. Matt's here. We're going to start all over. Matt, it's a good thing you made it. No, we're not going to start all over. Or are we? Well, what's going on today? Let me tell you. Here's how you know it's a slow news day. Uh, a lot of people are uh, talking about George Santos. You know, George Santos is a Republican, but he may have told some whoppers about his resume. Maybe. But the funniest part about it is that he's a gay Republican, and the Republicans are you know totally protecting him because yeah, they like Republicans. But everything about this story is just funny, but it doesn't really matter. Is it really a big story that a liar got into Congress? Oh, no. How, how will the republic survive that one liar in Congress if only they could get rid of George Santos and have a non-lying Congress? Hey, wouldn't that be something? Ah, ah. Yeah, let's get rid of that one liar. I think if we do that, we'll be in good shape. Well, here's my macro observation. Does it seem to you like the news got suddenly really slow? Am I right? Like all the news is just yesterday's news repackaged a little bit. There's something coming. <laughs> there, there's something really big coming. And I don't know what it is. I don't have a guess. Probably political. But there's no way that we're going to have you know another week of no news. That We're not going to have a full week of no news. And everything is just a repeat. Like, you know, oh, the uh, the government's going to be shut down because of the debt ceiling. How many times have we done the same story? Is it every year? And then who will blink first? And who is winning the shutdown? And everybody hates everybody because of the shutdown. And and then once the shutdown happens, what does everybody say? Let, let's do the entire NPC gamut, okay? The NPCs the non-player characters, if we're a simulation, are the ones who say only the most obvious thing. All right, so let us I'll give you a topic, and then you tell me what the NPCs say, uh, and we'll play along at the same time. All right, the most obvious thing to say about another battle over the debt limit. Oh, why don't we have a line item veto? Why don't we have a balanced budget required? Why don't we cut the uh, the pay of the... Members of Congress, and then of course my favorite, the government shut down. I didn't even notice. Maybe it's an improvement. Maybe we should shut the rest of it down. And then of course we have to talk about who won, and who blinked, and who lost. No, nobody's winning. <laughs> nobody's losing. They're all just playing the same game. How, the, how does anybody win or lose? I don't. Know. We're, we're just going to get bored by the whole thing. They're going to pass some continuing resolution or something we don't understand that they are going to keep spending our money. But uh, not much of a story there. But here's an interesting thing I saw on Twitter today. In a Twitter account by uh, Dumasani Washington who says over 2 million... I think there was an article in The Hill. Yeah, The Hill. Um, Over 2 million students have left public school in the last two years. And many are now homeschooled including over 16% of black households, which is the largest percentage of any ethnic group. Did any of you know that? Did you know that the, uh, the black uh, American kids are going to homeschool at a higher rate than others? What a great trend. Now, that should be like the headline, shouldn't it? Is there anything happening right now that would be, like, new, you know, that we haven't already talked to death? but also could be, like, a wonderful thing. So here's, here's my argument why uh, helping the young black population of America is the biggest lever we have for improving the country. Because they're in the deepest hole, right? If you help the people who are in the deepest hole, you can maybe move them from, you know, depending on the system to making money and supporting the system. And it's a way better benefit... If you take somebody from, you know, costing money to making money, as opposed to taking somebody who's already making money, and, you know, they do 20% better. That's a much smaller gain for society than helping somebody go from unemployed to employed. That's That's a big thing. So it looks like the, you know, maybe the free market and maybe some other forces are causing a trend that would be very beneficial for black Americans, and that would be amazing for everybody in America. So how about that? Just unambiguous good news. Does that feel good? Just unambiguous good news. Black Americans are taking up homeschooling at higher rates than other people. Good. said so that's, that's exactly what I want to see in America. So maybe more of that. We'll see that. Um, Rasmussen did some polling about this uh, debt ceiling and the shutdown stuff. 56% prefer the shutdown. So that, that's how Congress is doing. 56% of us would rather just close the entire stuff, just, just close it all down. Ah, forget it. But I think people like the fight. They just don't know what to do about it. It's just not easy to, to fix the problem because we have a, a system problem. And it's not really a person problem, is it? Wouldn't you agree? It's a system design problem that gets us to the same place all the time. You could replace all the people in it. You, know, you could do term limits, get rid of everybody tomorrow, but then it would just quickly re-evolve back to where it is. So we do need a system change. I don't think it's a personnel change. I think it's got to be a system change. So if you saw a person who had any influence who said, I recommend a different process, except for the line item veto, that's never going to happen, you know, we could talk about it all day, I guess. But uh, we need to, if somebody's saying do something differently, I would I would certainly listen to that. But if everybody is just, oh, do it our way, do it our way, pass this bill, don't pass this bill, it's all just nothing. Yeah. And again, uh, yeah, we'll do we'll we'll talk about that story, don't worry. <laughs> uh, every day I find myself waking up being a little bit amazed that Matt Gates has renewed himself politically. Is anybody as surprised at that as I am? I've never seen anything like that. Like the, the rapidity of which he went from you know, politically dead to maybe the only person the, on the Republican side you care about lately. <laughs> He's the only one who did anything good lately. Carpe, can we shut down the government indefinitely and salt the earth? <laughs> See, it's very popular. We want them to fail even though we don't really. So maybe Gates is the only kind of person who could you know, maybe suggest something that's out of the box because everybody else seems to be in the box. Like the most dangerous person in the world in Congress, or like Manchin and Cinema, because they have the ability to get out of their box, and now Matt Gates. they are basically three people who could run Congress because everybody else decided not to. <laughs> the, the' three who took leadership because they could, and apparently they want to be leaders. They actually want to do it. And so they are three most, three most important people in Congress. Um, although I think Thomas Massey is a, is a sleeper, you all, are you all watching him? Because he, he sort of quietly stays rational and consistent which always makes him sort of an outcast in the, the bigger conversations. Like whoever being trying to just be rational gets really ignored because they don't, they don't create a lot of energy. <laughs> but, but there's like a... If, here's something to keep an eye on. It's, he's a sleeper because he just continues to be smart and right like every day. Well, that wasn't very interesting, but he was smart and he was right. And then tomorrow, okay, new topic. Well, there's that smart guy being right again. You know, didn't get a lot of attention. But there he is, smart and right, once again. So, uh, you know, here's my long-range prediction. He might be, and I hate to use this term because don't make too much of the analogy, he might be the Bernie Sanders of the Republicans. Meaning that, you know, Bernie was like a weirdo until his time came, and then he was, you know, the star. I think Massey's, you know, like in this odd little category of trying to be rational and helpful, and like nobody even knows what that looks like. Who's this rational, helpful guy? Why why does he keep saying rational, helpful things? That's no good. But I feel like his time will come if he stays in that job. I don't know if he will. So I think things are going to catch up with him. He doesn't need to catch up with them. All right, but, uh, so let's see, who's uh, uh, 21% of, according to Rasmussen, 21% of the uh, people polled think taxpayers are more to blame for the size of the deficit than Congress. 21% think it's taxpayers' problem, not Congress. That's a little low. I would have expected at least four basis points on that. I would have expected 25. That's just me. Yeah. All right, um, in case you wondered if we lived in a simulation, um, we keep seeing little hints, little hints. And yesterday there's a tragic story of uh, a Fox News weatherman who was riding the subway and he saw some teens picking on an elderly guy and he got involved. So we like that, right? He he, he took uh, took initiative and tried to stop an old man from being abused on the subway. This caused the teens to turn on him and beat him quite badly. So he got the crap beat out of him on the on the subway. He was outnumbered. Now, uh, the name of this weatherman, this Fox News weatherman, is uh, Adam. His first name is Adam. His last name is Klotz, K-L-O-T-Z. So um, I believe I believe there was some bleeding involved, but... The good news is Adam Klotz, so he's fine, he's fine, because Adam Klotz. But why is he in the news at the same time I am? <laughs> what are the odds, what are the odds that he would be like a national story at the same time you know, people are uh, all riled up about my recent vaccination statements? Which are not really vaccinations, are they? We'll talk about that. How many of you saw on Twitter a uh, tweet and a video of a woman who claims that she got the vaccination and it's, it gave her like some kind of permanent shakes, and she was trying to walk and she was she was shaking badly. How many of you saw that? <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's going all over the internet and. Uh, of course, because it's the internet and nobody holds back on Twitter, people were brutal saying that she was faking. that the number of people who said this is a fake video, you're faking And uh, to the point to the point where Twitter actually put a context warning on it saying there's no evidence that this really happened. <laughs> Apparently somebody checked in whatever, state or location, allegedly, this happened and there was no report of it, but who knows. So I don't, I don't believe the context and I don't believe the video, but here we are. Uh, we're at a point where nothing's believable, just nothing. So when I saw the video, I didn't think it was true or false. I just sort of ignored it, but it became a big story. So I guess I'm past believing things are true because they're on video. How many of you immediately think a video is real and how many of you automatically say, mm, probably not, even if it's a video? I'm kind of getting to the point where any video looks fake to me, like as my default. Speaking of fake videos, you know the famous picture of uh, Prince, uh, who is he, Andrew? Uh, the one who was photographed uh, hugging Virginia Jeffrey or whoever she was the Epstein the young Epstein uh, girl slash woman and apparently uh, uh, Maxwell is saying from jail allegedly that she believes that photo was photoshopped and that she has no memory of those two ever being together now she's not denying you know the the general scheme of things so she's not, she's not saying that, that those two weren't part of their operation. She's saying that, um, that the photo is not real, but that the two people were actually part of it. So if she were denying that the two people were even there, then I'd say, oh, okay, that's, I mean, that's a lot. I'm not sure I would buy that. But she's accepting that they were both there, at, but maybe at different times, and she thinks it was a fake photo. Now, apparently, some experts think so, too. There's no original. Nobody's ever seen the original. And some, some people who know how to spot fakes think it actually looks fake. Now, I looked at it today, and you can see that you know, there's a hand around her waist. And I'm looking at the hand, and I thought to myself, you know, I could actually see that as fake. Yeah, I think she was, she was allegedly 17 in the photo. So, so what what do you call a 17-year-old? Is she a girl or a woman? What's the standard on that? Obviously, legally she's not of age, but oh young woman. Let's go with young woman. Yeah, young young woman is better, right? Young woman. Yeah, girl just seems too dismissive. All right. Um so the biggest news yesterday <laughs> Uh, it turned out to be me, <laughs> um, so I just had the weirdest experience the last day or so. Now you're you're probably aware that I declared that the unvaccinated, uh, the un COVID vaccinated, are are the winners of the pandemic, that they got the right answer, because if I had gotten to this point where you know Omicron is even decreasing, and and if I could be unvaccinated, I would have one less thing to worry about, right? So, compared to how I played it, I got to the end of the pandemic, but I have something in me that I don't know if there could be any long-term implications. If you got to the end of the pandemic, and you have nothing unusual in you, and you also are alive, I conclude that you are the smartest ones, fair? And, but here, here's the interesting thing that happened, and I, I totally didn't see this coming. People, people showed me so much love in the last day and a half. I've never seen anything like it. Now, you, you know, maybe you're unaware of it because most of it came in like DMs and privately and stuff. But I, I didn't know what would happen. You know, I wasn't sure what would happen when I said that publicly. But it turns out it was all positive there were there were a few people who you know like were a little niggling about you know why didn't i get there faster or what took me so long but basically everybody was happy that i'd you know made that shift in public opinion but what is weird is that i didn't get any pushback from what you might call pro-vaccination people none is that weird not a single... I didn't see an article to criticize me. Nothing. Yeah, now, Eric, Alex Berenson had some snipey words, but he was happy that what I said. So, so even, even, you know, somebody you expect to be your biggest critic was, like, happy at least where I ended up on it. Now, here was the interesting thing. A number of you said, uh, both publicly and privately to me, that it must have been really embarrassing for me to, to do what I did, to say that the unvaxxed are the winners. And other people said it must have been a difficult day for me. It must have been really hard for me to say that. Other people said, you know, it must have, must have been tough for my ego. And others wondering, you know, what it was like for me to be eating crow. Did anybody think I had a hard day for the last day and a half? How many thought I was having a hard day? I was having a great day. I had nothing but compliments all day. Now, the other thing is, people wondered how hard it was for me to make the decision. Like, did I agonize about it? Let, let me tell you, honestly, God, this is, this is a completely true, I didn't think about it much. <laughs> I think I thought of it all of five minutes. I thought, oh, you know, Things have changed now. We know more, you know. Where you know things keep revealing themselves in small bits, and we seem to be at sort of the end of the pandemic. And I was just sitting there at one moment. I thought, "Oh, okay, time to revise my revise my uh, you know current uh, understanding of things." It, t- it took no it took no work at all. I had no friction. Do you believe that? Because I think you're putting yourselves in my seat and you're saying this would have been hard for me. It wasn't hard at all. There was no friction. And do you know why there was no friction? Do you know why? Do you know why it was so easy and it was only a good day? (laughs) It, it, It was easy because I was never contradicting myself. I've always said that as as information becomes available I will reassess my beliefs and I've always said that on anything on anything that if I'm wrong I'd like to be wrong in public because what I primarily what I do is talk about how to how to analyze the news and who's getting the right answer and how they did it and you know what was your analytical process and why did it beat this analytical process? So if I, if I analyze something wrong and then tell you about it, that's just what I do. Like I don't have, I had no obstacle. I had literally no obstacle to changing my mind in public because that's, that's the environment I had created. So I didn't have any, any risk. But it's interesting that how many of you thought that it would be daring and brave to change my mind about something in public it's easy <laughs> it's really easy now the other th- the superpower i have which i talk about a lot in fact my upcoming book i talk about this quite a bit if you can learn to be free of embarrassment it's like a freaking superpower because you know today like my twitter followers are way up my my traffic here is up everybody complimented me yesterday But what I did was something that most of you would have considered terribly embarrassing. But it wasn't to me. I really didn't care. Like, it never occurred to me, honestly, it never even occurred to me that I could be embarrassed. Never even thought of it. It wasn't part of any of the variables at all. It's just not part of my life anymore. And if you can get to the point where you can uh, reframe embarrassment out of your life, it really is a superpower. You can just do more stuff. Just do more stuff. Um, All right. So, yeah, Jake Shields said it it couldn't have been, it must not have been an easy thing to do. But Jake, it was really easy. It was so easy. Totally easy. All right. But here are some things that uh, I learned from the people who got all the right answers. Would you like me to spend some more time telling you how wrong I was and how right my critics were? You like that, right? All right, so here's some more. Um, So yesterday, I think I I suggested that uh, everybody was operating by guessing. You know, so I I said in the early days, basically nobody could tell what was real and what wasn't real, but um, I was corrected. So there were a number of people who did not get vaccinated, and they said, it's not guessing, and it's not a heuristic, it's not, it's not just that we didn't trust the government, it's that we did a deep dive, and we did our research, and the research clearly showed, don't do this. And so, since those are the people who got the right answer, I decided to look at what some of them said. Um, for example, Chris uh, Martinson, who's a PhD, he got the right answer. And here's how he describes it. He goes, I use the science, data, and deduction to arrive at my own conclusions. Now, I thought I was doing those things, but apparently I wasn't. Uh, But here's how to do it right. Uh, I never took the vaccine because I couldn't resolve one major question. And the question was, why did every vaccine manufacturer use the, uh, quote, whole spike protein construct? That's very weird. Okay, so I missed that. Did, did, you, did you all uh, catch that? Because uh, they used the whole spike protein. A lot of you probably were thinking, well, it's probably just some of the spike protein or a little bit. But somehow I completely missed that. I think it's my lack of scientific training that uh, I didn't realize the whole spike protein would be the mistake. So, um, and here's another one. I hope i write it down. Uh, yeah, there was uh, at least one other one uh, that I wanted to note. Uh, um, oh, here's one. Uh, from Kevin McKernan, also on Twitter. This is someone else who got the right answer and by doing research. So listen to this. So here's something else I missed. A very quick glance at the sequence of the vaccines demonstrated enrichment of quadruplex Gs, the letter G, quadruplex Gs, that didn't exist in the virus. This is data you chose, meaning me, that I chose to ignore. That is correct. I completely ignored, and I hope none of you did this, but I ignored the enrichment of quadruplex Gs. And I completely missed that they used the entire spike protein. So that's, you know, maybe a... Probably a blind spot I have because my lack of scientific training, so I won't make that mistake again. But the interesting thing is that the smartest people are the people, I think the part we all agree on, is that the smartest people are the ones who don't have this, you know, chemical in them, the vaccination at this point, because the, vi- the pandemic is winding down. They would be the smartest. But have you ever, have you ever thought who would be the second smartest? If we can all agree who got the right answer, it's those of you who are still here and um, don't have a vaccination in you, so-called vaccination. Right? But who is the second smartest group? I think it's the... Here, here's what I used to think, and here I, I was wrong again. I've been wrong about a lot of things, so here's where I was wrong again. I thought the second smartest people would be the people who use the same reasoning as the people who didn't get vaccinated, some, some because they did a deep dive, others because their heuristics of, hey, why do they have so much legal protection and why don't they give us more data and why did they rush it? So those people you know, also got the right answer. But I think the second smartest people were the ones who avoided the vaccination and then died of COVID. So the second smartest, I thought, were the dead people. Because they use the same reasoning as the people who were alive, and they're the smartest people. So, you know, if they all had the same smart reasoning. The second smartest ones are the ones who died. But here's where I was wrong. I found out yesterday on Spaces... That uh, there are a lot of people, and I believe it or not, I didn't know this till yesterday. I swear to God, I didn't know this till yesterday. But a lot of people believe the pandemic never happened, like actually didn't happen, as in nobody died of COVID, as in actually nobody died of COVID, as in zero people died of COVID. It never happened, and I didn't know that was a real belief. I actually, uh, honestly, God, I, n- I did not know anybody thought that. But I did a little survey on Twitter, and, um, you know, of course, it's unscientific. <clears throat> so I said, do you believe COVID shots protected any category of people? And here I was looking for, I think we mostly agree that young people have more costs than benefit from vaccinations. That's, that's sort of the current thinking among the public anyway. And, but I thought that the public believed that at least old people got some protection from hospitalization and death but uh, I asked on Twitter and 53% said nobody got any benefit from the shots and and they don't mean they don't mean that the side effects are worse than the protection they mean that nobody was protected in any way even even temporarily Uh, so 23% said yes the shots gave somebody some protection 24% said maybe and 53% said no. So of the people who follow me, more than half believe the entire pandemic was fake. And then nobody died of COVID. Interesting. Um, so I would like to support that point of view with my own hypothesis. How could it be, how could it possibly be that we would have excess deaths, because we seem to, if there was no pandemic? Well, some people are saying it's the vaccinations themselves. And I I don't know one way or the other. So I'm not going to weigh in on whether or not it's the vaccination, because I've been wrong about everything so far. Would you agree? As wrong as I've been about everything so far, if I don't have any data one way or another, I'm not going to say it's is, is or is not the vaccinations. But would you agree that that hypothesis uh, exists as a possibility? It exists, right? It isn't ruled out, is it? Is any, there's no way to rule out because I don't think it's been studied to death. Right? But I'm going to give you another interpretation which you have not heard in which all of the excess deaths could be explained without COVID and without the vaccinations. Do you think I can do that? And not only that, but I'm going to give you uh, an explanation that's way more uh, probable. Way more. Way more probable than either COVID or vaccination injury or the two of them added together. All right, well, that is my challenge. And I shall do it right now. You've heard of the placebo effect, of course. You know that if you're testing any kind of drug that as many as 30 to 60 percent of the people who get the fake drug that doesn't do anything 30 to 60 percent of them actually have a benefit with no drug now do you know how science explains how that's possible do you know what the scientific mechanism is that somebody will believe something might work and that it actually works in, the real, in their actual body. Do you know how the placebo works? Scientifically, do you know the explanation? Nobody does. No, bel- belief is a fact, but how the belief trans- translates into a physical response is unknown. Now, have you ever heard of a nocebo? It's, it's the same concept as a placebo, But instead of believing that the, let's say the pill is good for you, if you believe it might be bad for you, it can actually hurt you. You can actually injure yourself by belief that the pill will injure you when it's just a nothing pill. That's a real thing. So the placebo is where you get a fake benefit, even though nothing in the real world should make that happen, and the nocebo is where it hurts you, even though that drug couldn't hurt anybody. And and let me say again, science has no idea why. No idea. I know why. Or I know what the most likely explanation of why is. We live in a simulation. And people, and not everybody, but something like 30 to 60% of participants are players. The NPCs, just do whatever the pill does. But the players are actually creating the reality and then walking into it, the reality they've created. Now, what are the odds that we live in a simulation? Well, I don't want to recap that, but if you listen to Elon Musk or you listen to me, you'll know that the odds that we are a simulation and not an original species, probably a trillion to one or a billion to one. So if the odds of us being a simulation are, you know, a billion to one, because there will be lots of simulations for every original world that makes simulations. So while we could be real, it's possible, the, the odds are just astronomically against it. If we were a simulation, could you explain placebos and nocebos? Yes, you could. In the context of a simulation, it makes perfect sense, because it also explains affirmations, positive thinking, and why people who believe they live in a simulation keep getting better results. I tell you I believe I live in a, that honestly, I believe this is a simulation. That's my actual opinion. But my life keeps turning out like it could only be a simulation. My actual life is so unusual, it couldn't possibly just be organically happening. It just doesn't seem possible. And Elon Musk, same thing. He believes it's a simulation. There's nothing about his life that looks ordinary. It looks like he's just creating reality out of his mind, and we're we're watching him do it. So, here's my uh, here's my uh, connecting it all together. Did you see a? Um, I forget where I saw it. I think it was on Rasmussen. I think Rasmussen had the poll. They said that um, Republicans were more likely to believe they knew somebody who had been injured by the, the shots than Democrats. Do you believe that's true? Do you believe that if you asked, the Republicans would say, yes, more likely, not everyone, but more likely they would say, yes, I know somebody who was injured by the vaccination. If you ask the Democrats, they say, no, but I know somebody who's got long COVID, right? Democrats are going to believe long COVID. Republicans are more likely to believe Vax injury. If we live in a simulation, they're both right. (laughs) They both can be right. It can happen at the same time. As long as the two stories never have to be resolved, and so far they don't. So far you you can live and procreate and go through your life believing that no pandemic even happened, that it was all fake. Or you could go through your life thinking it was a deadly pandemic and people died like crazy. And you can live right next to each other. You can have jobs. You can even marry each other. And it would all work. You'd just just have to have kids, and then society goes on. So it doesn't need to be resolved. And the only way I can explain these different worlds that we seem to be experiencing is that we are a simulation, and the people who expected vax injury talked themselves into it and created it. The people who expected long COVID Talked themselves into it and created it as a reality. The people who believe that no pandemic happened lived in that reality, just happy as happy as pie. Uh, the who or what is in control of the simulation would be whoever created it, but they probably did a, a hands-off kind of thing so they could see how it see how it plays out. So it's probably not hands-on except for you know tweaking it or adding themes or stuff. Yeah, who created the creator? We don't have to answer that yet. But um, if, if it's true, let, let me see if I can just back up now and see how much I can get you to say yes to. Do you agree that the placebo and the nocebo effect are so well demonstrated that they're real, like there's something going on there? You'd all agree with that, right? And would you agree that science doesn't know what it is, and they've looked at it a lot, Right? It's like one of the greatest mysteries. It appears, and I'll just say appears, that the people are, are simply changing the reality based on their belief of the pill. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't look like only their belief has changed. It looks like their actual reality changed. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't look like the brain uh, magically produced chemistry that makes you healthy. I think it could do that, but I don't think that's what happened. Because I think science would find that, right? If the mechanism had been, your brain changes your body chemistry, we would see that. Uh, That would probably be easy to spot. But they can't find any mechanism. There's no mechanism. (laughs) We're a simulation. We have to be. And you should look for this effect everywhere. Everywhere people expect something to happen, watch how often it happens. Let me tell you something I expect. You'll, you can see if it happens. The, the book that I'm just editing and finishing up now, it'll come out around September, I've never made this prediction before because it's a belief. It's more of a belief. I think it's going to be the most important book in the world, not counting religious books. Right? We'll give the Bible and the Koran their, their own place, but of just books. I actually think it's going to be the most important book ever written, because it's, it's nothing less than reprogramming, it's, it's like a software upgrade for a human. It's actually written, you know, and I'm a hypnotist, so I, I can figure out how to do this stuff, it's written like a software update, to just update everything about your social life, your sense of success, your health, just an update. It's going gonna, it's gonna to actually make the world spin. Now let's see if that happens. So the, the reason I'm doing this is to give you a little, uh, I don't know, little Easter egg or something, where you could say, "Okay, he did say that thing, which is really, really unusual." Think about how how, how unlikely that is, because my last books, you know, did not change the world. Well, one of them did. I guess one of them did change the world. But uh, so just track it, track it. Because I believe I can make that happen because my brain thinks it's going to happen. And I haven't said that about my other books. This one is special in in a way that'll just blow your frickin' head off, I think. Pretty sure. So we'll see. All right, so I think excess deaths could be explained by the following things. Number one, um, drug overdoses are way up, right? And drug overdoses are way up, which probably means drugs are way up. Which probably means that that explains why there are more car accidents and every other kind of accident. So every kind of accident is up, because drugs are up. Um, I would also say that people were out of practice in commuting, wouldn't you? The, The people who didn't commute for two years and then had to commute were suddenly out of practice. I think that actually makes a difference. Because I can feel it. Like if I don't drive for a few weeks, you feel rusty. It should be like everything else. If you don't do it for a while, you don't do it as well. So let's say you've got drug overdoses. You've got car accidents that could be, you know, lack of practice plus more drugs. Um, And we found that, uh, let's see what, the homicide rate among, I read this today, among young black men, Um, was nearly 10 times higher than the uh, overall firearm death rate in the U.S. in 2021. And so some of it is murder. Uh, Violence is up. So I think uh, murder is the number one cause of young people, uh, of death, and fentanyl's got to be up there. So everything that kills young people is way up. And then... um, even even the people who make the so-called vaccinations are saying that they do have side effects, right? So even if the vaccinations were just as safe as the companies make them want, want you to believe, even they say they kill people, and we, we did a massive vaccination. So even if they're as safe as they say, it would still be excess deaths. Um, all right? So if you add all of those things together, and then did you know that after a major stress, like a pandemic or a war or something, did you know that heart attacks always go up? Did you know that? After any big, stressful, you know, global event, there's going to be a few years after where heart attacks spike. So we're seeing that, and it's exactly what you'd expect. So you should see more heart attacks. Now, did you know that you can be stressed to the point of having heart problems? Did you know that? Did you know you, that just stress, just ordinary stress, could give you a heart problem? Yeah. So, have we ever had more stress? That's, that's a unknown, right? Don't we know for sure that anxiety and stress are at an all-time high? Right, so your, your hypertension is high, your cortisol uh, levels are through the roof, some of it is social media, some of it's the pandemic itself. Some of it is fear of the vaccination you took. Some of it is fear of the COVID you didn't get or did get, right? So in terms of fear, it's through the roof. Fear alone could explain the entire excess deaths. I'm not saying it does. I'm saying that the ex- if you're looking at the size of it, it could explain all of it. Did you know that? It could explain all of it. I'm not saying it is the explanation. I'm saying it's big enough. Do you know what else is big enough to explain all of it, all of the excess deaths? The placebo, nocebo effect. It's big enough, it can explain all of it. I'm not saying it is, right? Because that would be going too far. I'm saying that there are a whole bunch of explanations for excess death, and they're all really good. One of them could be the vaccination itself, One could be there's more COVID deaths than we know, you know, bad counting. Uh, Apparently, we know that in Great Britain that all the COVID data is useless. (laughs) Did you know that? That's the the newest information, is that the COVID data from England or Great Britain, I'm not sure where they sliced it, but they now conclude it's, it's it's all just useless. It can't be used for any analysis. It has no analytical ability. It's that inaccurate. So... So you got that, All right? So you got your isolation, your, your stress that would cause your heart attacks, your fentanyl overdoses, your extra murders, your extra accidents. Wouldn't it be a miracle if there were no excess deaths? Yeah, even, even the died suddenlies can be heart attacks from just too much stress and things building up. Could be a lot of things. Well, you, you might be coming in the late, Swedish psychopath, because uh, the context here is how I was wrong about everything. Wrong about everything. All right, so probably wrong about that too. Um, here's a question. Dr. Uh, Eli David said on Twitter today that some got the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, uh, because based on trusting the evidence. And then he listed Elon Musk and me. So Dr. Eli Davids thinks that I got the COVID vaccination based on trusting the evidence. Let me give a clarification. My problem wasn't trusting big companies. I'm the Dilbert guy. I'm literally the most famous person in the world for distrusting things that big companies say. Name anybody on the planet Earth who is more famous, or has a longer track record, of distrust of corporations. Nobody. I'm number one in the world. (laughs) Alex Jones. Okay, Alex Jones, number two. All right. But uh, here's, here's a clarification. I didn't trust the vaccinations, which is why I waited so long. I waited as long as I could. And I also predicted they wouldn't work in the beginning. So I didn't trust the vaccinations, but here's what Dr. Eli David may have missed, that I also didn't trust the people who didn't trust them. In other words, there were doctors who were saying, "It's obvious already, you know, that this is a problem." So I didn't trust the experts, but I doubly didn't trust, or equally didn't, didn't trust, I guess, the the critics. So I was uh, my problem was too much distrust, not too little. You see that, right? So I said, I can't trust the vaccination and I can't trust the people who say not to take it. I can't use any of that information. So the only information I used was I had to travel internationally, so I had to get a shot. It's the only information I used. I didn't have any other information I trusted, so I didn't use it because it wasn't credible. Either the critics or... Now, here's what I got wrong, and I know you like me to admit when I'm wrong. So wrong. There are people who are better than me in every possible way, who could tell who was right and who was wrong by looking at the arguments. So the people who did their deeper dive looked at you know, both arguments and looked at their data and said, all right, we trust these, the critics. Now, here's a question I have that I would, uh, it's the same question I have for finance. You know, there, there are ten or 20,000 stocks you could buy in the United States. I forget the number. 10,000 that you care about, probably. So about 10,000 stocks you could pick. How, how does an individual know which ones to pick? Well, most people get an expert. They'll get, like, a financial advisor or somebody to help them invest, if they have investable funds. And then my second question is, how many advisors are there? So there are 10,000 stocks... Well, how many people are there that advise you to buy them? More than 10,000. More than 10,000. So you're going from trying to guess which of 10,000 stocks and you don't know any way to pick them, you transfer that to trying to pick one of 20,000 advisors and not knowing anything about them. Because their track record doesn't mean anything, it's not predictive. Everybody knows that, right? It doesn't matter if you had the best record for the last five years. Nobody believes that predicts because somebody was going to, just by luck, have the best one. So if you, if, you change your, um, if you change your point of view from which stock do I buy and you have no idea to which advisor do I ask to buy which stock, is just another thing you don't have anything, any idea about. You haven't upgraded your analysis. You've actually paid extra money to simply double your confusion. Because now you don't know if you got a good advisor, and you also don't know what stocks to buy. If you don't get the advisor, you don't pay the extra money, but you're still just guessing. So what do I do? I don't get an advisor. That would be crazy. But other people do, because they, unlike me, can identify an advisor who knows which stocks to pick. And yet, and yet, here's the weird part the advisor is not rich. I mean, to me, that's a red flag. If somebody's telling you how to buy stocks and they're not rich, it should be a little red flag. But other people say, yes, I can find the people who make less money than I do, because if you're, if you're wealthy, the person telling you how to manage your money is less successful than you. So some people know how to find a less successful person who can make all the right decisions despite knowing that Warren Buffett says that doesn't exist, that there is no such person. <laughs> That's what Warren Buffett says, but apparently he's wrong too. Because here's what we've learned. There are people, just regular people who are not doctors, not experts, who although they admit maybe they can't you know, look into the data as deeply, they at least know which experts can. So they've chosen the correct expert which is something I can't do. I don't have that power. So I bow to the superiority of those who could look at all the experts, probably financially as well as medically, and they can tell which one's got the right answer. And they can do that by having enough knowledge that when they look at the data themselves, uh, without any special expertise or background in the area, that they can know what the people who do have expertise and background in the area missed. So apparently all the people with vast experience missed all of these things that the some small number of people got right. But I don't have the ability, and I want to admit this completely, I would never be able to know which critic got the right answer. But many of you do, and I applaud you, because that's a power that I don't have, and I don't know how to get it. So good for you. Um, and uh, then I looked at, here's some other smart people. Andy Swan on uh, Twitter. I don't, don't know his background, but Andy said that uh, he knew from the beginning of the COVID what the deal was, so he made his decision like in the fog of war. Because I, I said that in the fog of war, we didn't really know what to do, so I didn't blame anybody for getting the wrong answer, including myself. But uh, Andy Swan says he did. Not only did he read my mind today, which is, i got to say, that's impressive. Uh, Andy Swan read my mind today, reported it on Twitter, and it was something I didn't even know I was thinking. So not only did he read my mind, but he saw things I didn't even know that were in there and then reported them. So that was impressive. But he also knew uh, the risk of uh, COVID and the vaccines from the start. So during the fog of war when the experts were saying, we don't know anything, Andy Swan uh, achieved certainty, because he not only recognized that the vaccine sounded sketchy, and then he was totally right, right? But that he also knew that um, the bioengineered virus from a lab, probably, we don't know for sure, uh, he knew how dangerous that was. And he also knew how bad long COVID would be at the beginning. Now, is that impressive? That's impressive, because I didn't know any of that. I just thought we didn't know anything. Got everything wrong. So I'm a big old dope. Uh, I can't do any mind reading. I can't even read my own mind as well as Andy Swan can. So I feel bad about that. All right. um, What? I wrote myself a note, and I can't remember what it was. Hmm. All right. Well, there we are. The Great Barrington Declaration. Yes, the Great Barrington Declaration. People kept telling me, Scott, listen to the Great Barrington Declaration, and I didn't realize that the Great Barrington Declaration also knew how bad long COVID would be. I didn't know they knew that too, which was amazing. So they got that right right from the start. So, Mary Rose, what are you talking about? Crazy. Yeah, I got Trump right because I had specific knowledge, that's correct, and I got everything about the, uh, the pandemic wrong because that's not my field. But I am impressed with the people who also it was not their field, but yet nailed it right, right from the fog of war period. <clears throat> now that's impressive. Those are the people that I want in Congress, the people who who reach certainty without any data whatsoever. If I could do that, if you could teach me to do that, I'd be in good shape. Now, um, does anybody own Tesla stock? Any of you own Tesla stock? Because I realized uh, there's kind of a big risk to Tesla stock that nobody's talking about. Oh, a lot of you own Tesla stock. Yeah, you might want to reconsider this because there's a there's a really big risk. Um, we know now that uh, Elon Musk only looks smart because we found out that he got vaccinated like I did, big old dumbhead, right? Now, he said he did it because he needed to do it to travel to his gigafactory. So for work, it was, like, really, really important. But still, I mean, he had the option. He didn't have to go to the gigafactory. So, so Elon Musk... Uh, largely a fraud, I think we can see. Um, He probably got lucky building one electric car company and then, you know, a rocket company to go to Mars. And that's, I mean, that's like screaming luck, 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 luck. And then he bought Twitter and saved free speech, but that was just because he got lucky on the other things, so he had a lot of money. So basically, it's it's a story of just lucky on PayPal. Lucky, 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 lucky. Now, contrasting his blind luck, was uh, Alex Berenson. Now, Alex Berenson, despite not being a medical expert, um, also got everything right from the fog of war period to today. Now, here's the risk to Tesla stock. What if Alex Berenson tries to make an electric car? Because we already know he's, like, way smarter than Elon Musk because they both looked at this complicated situation, and Elon Musk got, like, all the wrong answers. Big old dumb guy. And then uh, Alex Berenson, who I mistakenly criticized early on, and I take that back completely. As a journalist, he beat 95% of all the medical experts. Right? He's just, he just lapped him, killed them. and And I think he made money on it, too. I think he probably wrote a book and made some money. So he made money, and as far as I know, he did not get vaccinated. Can you fact check me that? Alex Berenson did not get the so-called vaccination, right? So he's clearly the winner. He clearly saw this from day one. Elon Musk missed the whole story, as did I, two idiots. And what if he starts a car company? Berenson has skills. I mean, this man, can, this man can do things even outside of his field. So, pretty impressive. Now, what I did, which makes me look like a freaking idiot now, is when I got the vaccination, I made exactly the same decision that Dr. Robert Malone made, and he was one of the inventors of the mRNA uh, platform. And he got the vaccination for the same reason I did. Like, he waited a while. He was a certain age. You know, I think he's younger than me, but probably over 60. He's in great shape, by the way. Um, well, let, me, let, me, let me say one thing about the, uh, the, uh, the doctors who were critics of the vaccination. Have you noticed that they're all in good shape? I just want to call that out like a little compliment. You look, look at um, Berenson, too. Berenson looks like he has really good uh, body mass index, wouldn't you say? He looks like he takes care of himself, so that's good. Uh, look at Dr. Malone. Doesn't Dr. Malone look like the healthiest guy for... How old is he? Do me a fact check. Is he like 61, 62? That guy's in great shape. Imagine being that good looking at that age. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Um, and the other Dr. McAuliffe, Dr. McAuliffe, he, doesn't, he look, doesn't he look like really healthy for his age? So maybe you should listen to these guys. They, they all look pretty healthy. Most successful people have self-discipline, uh, do they? Malone's 64. Now, is that not impressive? Whatever Malone is doing, you should just do what he does because it's clearly working. Do you know that at my current age, I believe both of my grandfathers were dead from old age. Isn't that weird, the difference between then and now? All right. Uh, somebody says they're a doctor, uh, JG, and chose the the jab for travel purposes, and you feel like a winner. Well, so far, so far, but maybe you didn't know that nobody actually died from COVID, which I learned yesterday from half of my half of my viewers was not aware of that. I thought 1.1 million people died, and maybe if they overcounted it, maybe it was really only 800,000, but. I have been misinformed this whole time and apparently nobody died. Um, Have they been upgraded from rogue doctors? Yes. Now they are the correct doctors. I apologize for ever calling them rogues, although rogue was never an insult, by the way. You know that, right? Rogue just means outside the mainstream. Uh, That was never meant to be an insult. I'm just saying that statistically, the people outside the mainstream are usually wrong. In this case, they were the only ones who were right. And I was wrong about everything. No, I, I, I laughed and mocked them individually, but not because they were rogues. Yeah, the rogue part is not the insult. The, the insult is the other stuff I said. So I'm not denying it. I'm just saying the rogue part wasn't part of the insult. All right is I get a lot of questions about Georgia Milani in Italy. I'm not terribly interested in her, only because Italian politics don't really have much effect on me. Why did I mock reason and knowledge? Let me answer that question. I'm being asked here, why did I mock reason and knowledge? Because I didn't have either one. Obviously, I was not operating in a reasonable way, because I got the wrong answers. And obviously, I did not have the knowledge. So, how much more of an L can I take? I'm I'm trying to be fully transparent. <laughs> uh, can hypnosis affect dreams? Probably. Probably. Everyone with leukemia died of COVID. No, I I've can. I've admitted I was wrong about everything and nobody died of COVID. It's imaginary. So there's that. All right. Um, Repent and accept the faith of others and experts. That's, That's true. See, my problem was I didn't trust the experts, but what I should have trusted is the people who don't have expertise and their ability to tell me which experts with expertise are the right ones? And I couldn't do that myself, but I should have believed the people who told me they could. Do I miss being a guest on Alex Jones? <laughs> you know, here, here's the thing everybody says when, you know, anybody who's appeared on Alex Jones, as I have, um, it's a fun time. And Alex Jones is actually a great guy, like interpersonally. He, he's a fun guy. Like, it's just a completely fun experience. Now, I just said yeah, I just said what I believe, and he can say what he believes, and you can make up your, your mind. Here's another MD who did not get the vaccine for travel purposes and also feels like a winner. So we've got a lot of people who are winning, and uh, I, I'm the loser in this one. I'll tell you, I was losing hard in Santorini... And uh, Bora Bora, uh, I was I was feeling pretty bad there. Yep, it, it felt like the uh, dream vacation of a, a lifetime, because there were almost no other people at the resorts. Imagine going to the top uh, tourist destinations in the world and having nobody else there. And basically, the whole staff is just waiting on you. Yeah, but I didn't. At the time, I thought it was amazing. But in retrospect, I realized it was just a terrible, terrible time, and I never should have done it. It was also dumb and uninformed. (laughs) While Christina was texting the Tate brothers, somebody says. (laughs) Uh, All right, um, what did it cost you? Oh, my God, it cost a lot. Yeah. Yeah, those two vacations were insane, cost-wise. I don't recommend them on on a cost-effectiveness basis, no. Like, it wasn't more fun than, say, going to Hawaii at a quarter of the cost, but it was interesting to do once. I mean, I'm glad I did it. Did, see, a lot of people are having trouble taking yes for an answer. So some people still think I'm saying that you are... Uh, that people were right for the wrong reason. Like, you remember before I said, I think people, you know, maybe, maybe the people who didn't get vaccinated could turn out to be right, but mistakenly I said, for the wrong reasons. But then I realized that they could determine the science where the scientists could not, and then that changed my mind. All right, so uh, is there any other stories I missed? No, yeah, so just to clarify, somebody says, do you mean we were all guessing? No, no, no. I mean, I was guessing, and those of you who got the right answer, obviously, were using good analysis and uh, clever heuristics as well as better data, and uh, I think you did a better deep dive on the data, so that's how you got the right answer. Very much Alex Berenson-like. Now, here would be the real, imagine if all of you who also got the right answer on the vaccination, so-called, what if you started teaming up with Alex Berenson, combined all of your analytical abilities and built an electric car? That's why Tesla stock is kind of shaky today, because we, we know that, that that risk is out there. That's probably why Elon Musk is lowering the prices on his cars. Panic, panic. Because when you, you know, if you have a choice of driving a, a Tesla or a Berenson, are you going to drive, you know, a dumb old vaccinated Tesla car or are you going to get a, a pure blood electric that will, that will really rock? Easy choice. Easy choice. Okay. Um, what, you're out? You're out? No, I want to drive a Berenson, not a, not a Tesla vaccination car. That would be crazy. All right. Uh, electrics or what? Is the WEF still on the World Economic Forum, or is that over? Do you think we're? Do you think the WEF stuff is overblown or not? Did I watch SNL? No. Um, yeah, I do wonder if the WEF is overblown. I mean, it's real, and it definitely has an impact. But I wonder if those impacts wouldn't happen anyway. All right. Um, Norm Book Review. Yeah, I still haven't read any books this year. The prostitution was overblown. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else to say today. But here's, here's my prediction. There's some big story brewing Oh, there was there was some more stuff about Joe Biden's documents. What does it tell you that the Joe Biden document story uh, keeps trickling out? Like there's always a little bit. There's another document, so there's yet another document. What does that tell you? I think it tells you that the Democrats are trying to get rid of him. <laughs> now we've been saying this for a while, but you know the, the evidence just keeps that trickling in. The, the fact that it's the trickle attack, that's like the classic look of a, like a political op. Like the, the non-trickle would just put it out there and then people would forget about it. But the trickle is what keeps it alive. When you see the trickle going on, like, oh, it's one more document. One more document. And how important do you think any of the documents are? Do you you think that anything Trump had or anything Biden had will have real importance to security? I feel like not. Yeah, I feel like not. I, I, I think the most likely explanation for it all is that nobody at that level takes classified documents too seriously unless it's a real secret, right? Like if it were actually like the nuclear codes... I don't think Biden or Trump would have taken them home. I don't think so. But let's say it was, uh, it was a report about a topic that is generally classified, but if you do this one thing on that topic, it'd be like, and eh, that didn't make any difference. I feel like it's the ones that don't make any difference, where the leader just says, "Well, it's classified, but you know, doesn't make any difference. It's like, not important." Now, the other thing, I'm seeing the argument that uh, Trump was president, so he could declassify things. Biden was vice president at the time, so he couldn't. And then others say, well, but the president didn't do a process. To which I say, can I I be the lawyer defending Trump? That would be the easiest defense in the world. Uh, And they say, okay, he did not follow the process for declassifying. Then I would say, can you describe the process? And then the prosecution would say, yes, the the, the thing, the process. And I'd say, well, can you show me the document that describes that process? Well, it's not written down, but because he didn't do anything that looked like a process, therefore the process wasn't followed. You mean the process that is not required and is not specified in any constitutional or other document. Now I'm, I'm Trump's defender and I say, how about this? If he took them home, is there any ambiguity about what he intended? None. The simply taking them out of a secure place with a big folder that says classified? There's no ambiguity in that. Here, I have a classified document. I'm walking out the door with it in my hand. Is that a process? I say yes. That is the process. If, it, if the president takes it out of the building, he just declassified it. If if he hands it to somebody who's you know doesn't have the classification, he just declassified it. Because there's no process. If doing something that is obviously declassifying it, taking it out of the classified environment, if it's obvious what he's doing, I'd say that's as good as anything. Uh, to me, I, I would just be done. I, I can't I can't even fathom a jury not buying that argument, or at least all 12 of them, you know, they're not gonna all agree. But you could get, you could pick off six people in a jury, and you could take six people to say, look, if there's no process, walking out the door with them is the process. That is the process. Because there's no ambiguity about it. There's no, no question what he intended if he knew he was doing. If he didn't know he was doing it, then then it wouldn't be his responsibility, right? But if he knew he was doing it, that was his process. He just did it, and then it was the process. He created a skiff in his house? Well, that's another question. Yeah, there's a, pro- there's a D.C. jury problem, that's for sure. Right? SCOTUS has already ruled to that effect. They should. Red Free says, Scott thinks he wasn't in the mass formation because he was mistrusting, but he bought into the hyped-up fear machine right off the bat because he's old and has respiratory issues. Now, Red, are you afraid of the vaccinations? Because I was afraid of neither the COVID nor the vaccinations. So I I had extra lack of fear, which, which got me to the wrong place. So I should have had more fear, not less. So I think your problem is that I didn't have enough fear because I think you know the locals people can back me on this. Early in the pandemic, did I not say multiple times out loud, I'd like to go get the COVID as soon as possible? Did I not? Can you, can you validate that? Yeah, the yeses are coming through. So the people who watched me the most, Know that at the beginning of the pandemic, I said, I hope I get this right away. I just want to get over it, get over with. So that's what, so saying, I hope I get it, is what you're calling being afraid of it. I hope I get it. That's afraid. That guy's afraid. I hope I get it. And then at home, honestly, I did very little social uh, distancing. My household was not a socially distanced household at all. But I guess I did that because I was afraid. So I guess that's your interpretation. But I wasn't afraid of the vaccinations. Apparently, I should have been. And I wasn't afraid of the COVID. Don't know if I should have been. But uh, no, I wasn't afraid of any of them. I did say that we should close the border to, or the travel from China right away. But that was under the context of figuring out what was going on. Does before we knew anything. Once we knew that most people survived, I was like, well, just give me the ship. I want to just get it over with. All right. Uh, Steve Kirsch looking into airline pilots, abnormal EKG readings. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe any of that story. Uh, Do we have a right to know if our airline pilots have taken the jab? No, you don't have a right. Oh, yeah, Ron Klain quit, or is quitting. Yeah, Ron Klain, the chief of staff for Biden. I don't think that means anything. Chiefs of staff quit so often. I don't know if it means anything. Uh, Now, following procedure, and so doing, the possible nuclear secrets. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah, so there's no rules about the declassification. They can do anything they want, unless it's nuclear. Um, Trump accepted my endorsement on True Social. Is that true? Uh, when did that happen? Is that just... Oh, it just truthed now? Can we, can we look at this while you're while you're here? Let me open up my truth app. Let's see if it pops right up. Uh, <laughs> he's complaining about Mitch McConnell. All right. Let's see. What did you do, Just retweet me? All right. I'm looking at his... Did he do a lot of tweeting today? I don't see it. Uh, oh, is this it? There we go. Oh, oh he re me talking about the single issues. He says, knock out the cartels. All right. Good for him. Is that today? Oh, oh, there it is. He goes, thank you, Scott. I accept your endorsement. I knocked out ISIS. I will knock out the cartels. That's what I want to hear. That is exactly what I want to hear. All right? All right? Here I am in the middle of a story again. (laughs) Now, I, I keep saying this, but you see it too, right? Do you see that there's no way to explain how I'm in the middle of all these stories? right? I mean, I know that I talk about them in public, but so does everybody. Like, everybody's talking about them in public, but how do I end up in the story? It should be just another person talking about them, but yet I'm in the story somehow. Yeah, but it's, it's not just me who thinks this is weird, right? And how, how often it happens, because I've called it out in the past, and then you keep watching it happen. It's not like I'm just looking at the past I'm telling you it's happening, and then you're watching it happening in, in real time. I, I don't understand it. Unless we're a simulation, there's no way to explain it. Um, so somebody asked me for an asthma update. So I use, I use the puffer unless I have um, an allergic reaction that triggers it. So I, I figured out what it is. I'm, uh, it's sulfites. Sulfites are an additive to some foods and sulfites some people get an allergy to, although you could argue whether it's a real allergy, technically. But uh, if I accidentally imbibe something that has a sulfite in it, I can feel it immediately. It triggers asthma. So if I'm not triggered, I don't need it. But if I'm triggered, I need it temporarily. Uh, Yeah. There's sulfites and alcohols and and sauces and stuff. So salad dressing is the killer. Uh, Comment on why you think the lawyers said they found six items and not six documents. Hmm. Six items versus documents. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe there were some graphic images. And they... Don't know if a graphic image is a document. I don't know. I'm not sure that that... Do you think it could be a box? Items? Like it could be a folder with lots of items in it? An item with lots of documents? That's possible. That is possible. Best cure of IBS? Marijuana. Marijuana. Yeah, my enemies would want to secretly play poker with me, but that's only because they think they would take all my money, and they would. I'm the worst poker player in the world. Eggs have sulfite? You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, marijuana for IBS. Instant cure. Oh, um, by the way, I would like to also confess that uh, although I... as my critics have said, I, apparently I'm very trusting of, of uh, the medical community. You know, if I ever told you this, I haven't gotten a regular flu shot in a lot of years. Do you know why? Do you know why I haven't gotten the ordinary flu shot in, I don't know, 20 years? Do you know why? Because they're bullshit. Because I don't trust them. Because I think the, the risk is higher than the reward. So I'm the guy who trusted medical science so much that I don't even get the one that everybody says is safe. You get that, right? Even the regular flu shot, I won't go near it. But everybody was sure that I was was trusting the science of the other one. No, I distrust everybody. (laughs) If you don't understand that about me, you're really going to be confused about anything I say. If you think that like I'm I'm trusting some entity, no, no. When I play poker, do I just want to lose and get it over with? Yes, because <laughs> I hate playing poker. Uh, yeah, I probably just want to lose as fast as possible. I don't think that helps my performance at all. Yeah, it's true. I want to get. It, I want to leave the table as soon as possible. All right. Yeah, Vegas is not for me. Can we talk about why they don't push the J-shots, the Johnson Johnson shot? Probably because if they did, they'd be admitting there's something wrong with the other ones. Was Christina any reason you got the vax? Yes. Yes. For travel. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's the one who wanted to travel. Um, it wasn't something I initiated. But it was a heck of a, a, heck of a trip. Two trips. You never explained why the leaders of the simulation would allow you to move it from inside. Well, I don't know that they would allow it. It might just be that it happens. It might be just like an outcome. Yeah. And, and it could be how you play the game. You know, If you can't make any changes from inside the game, imagine if you had virtual reality. You put on virtual reality goggles. It puts you inside a game, but you can control the game. At least you can control where you move in the game and stuff like that. So it's not that unusual that if you were in a game, you'd have some control over your, over your gameplay. Matthew Crawford, I don't know what that's about. What? What? All right. Uh, do you think Putin and Russia are likely to lose? I don't know. I don't think there's any lose-lose with Ukraine and Russia. I think you know both of them are going to be in bad shape no matter where we end up. Bitcoin is back to 23. Is Bitcoin zooming today? Is that happening? Let's see. Let's see how's Bitcoin doing? Well, okay, it's up. Everything's up. Oh, everything's up. Looks like the stock market's back. It's back, people. Rumble's up. Tesla's up. Tesla's up. Better watch that. All right, that's all I got for today. It's slow news day, but it was awesome. And I'm going to say goodbye to the uh, YouTube people and talk to the locals people for a little bit. Bye for now.